Hey guys, you're about to hear an interview that I just did with Matthew Corbin. So he dropped a bombshell of a life experience on me during this interview because I was trying to work out what makes a guy go from doing 20 years as an international marketing consultant to becoming a coach. And for those of you that follow this show, you'll know that coaching is something that I'm personally passionate about and hoping to get involved with in the future. And the life event that started all this was not public online. And as as I heard it, I was like, wow. And we sort of go into how do you create habit forming changes within your life to focus on your personal why. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I would love to hear your feedback on this and listen all the way through to the end because you can actually get a free session with Matt off the back of this interview. Stay well, guys. Enjoy. Speak to you soon. A quick bit about Matthew. Matthew Corbin is a certified health and life coach and has spent over 25 years connecting with people. First as an international marketing consultant and now as an impassioned coach who helps executives restore balance without compromising their careers, relationships or health. As an eight-figure business owner, Matthew understands the demands of business and the stress of building something from the ground up, which is why he is always passionate about helping others achieve balance and be successful. In his free time, Matthew is also a five-time black belt martial artist and practices meditation and yoga daily. So now, please enjoy this interview with Adam Callow and Matthew Corbin. Matt, firstly, I want to say huge appreciation for jumping on the mics today. How are you? I'm, I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure, mate. Um, listen, I want to get straight into this because after spending a good hour going through what I could find of you on the internet through your LinkedIn and actually reading a lot of the recommendations you've got on LinkedIn, there's a lot of things I want to dig into uh, from the work that you've done. Do you want to give people like a 60 second overview of who Matt Corbin is, what you do now and what you've historically done? Uh, sure. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, that's a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'm currently I'm I'm a coach. I'm a certified life and health coach. Uh, I'm also a business coach. I've been doing this for quite a long, a long time. And before that, I was a consultant. I worked all over the world. Uh, I was born in Lebanon, and as you can see, English is my third third language. So uh, I was born in Lebanon. I studied a little bit in Lebanon, then France, and then uh, I worked in Dubai, Saudi Arabia. Before I just jump to Ohio. I live now in Ohio with my family. Uh, I have uh, two boys, uh, my wife and my two pets. Firstly, how old are the boys and what pets? Just out of curiosity. (laughs) I have Stephen, who is almost 16, and James, who is eight. Nice. Uh, I've got a a six and a four-year-old now, so there's probably a lot I could learn from you from a parenting and managing work. but I actually guess that's a nice little segue into what you do as an executive coach. Um, and for the listeners of this audience, they'll know that I'm a, I'm a small business owner um, and I hired my first coach last year. And I, was, I kind of was against the idea of hiring a coach. And then a good friend of mine said, just try it. And it's, it's changed me as a CEO. I'm trying to grow as a CEO. And to the point that I'm actually taking a diploma, uh, starting October, I'm going to try and teach myself coaching skills because I want to become a better CEO and I think I'm going to be a better communicator. Can you just talk to me about what, a co- what you do as an executive coach today uh, and then how you made the transition from being a consultant, if I understand it was a marketing consultant? Like mm-hmm. how, how do you make that transition and why did you make that transition? Uh... Why? Why it was? It's a, it's, a, it's a very interesting story. Why? 
do you want the teaser or the full story? <laughs> full story, and I'll probably jump in when I when I feel like I want to dig a little bit deeper as well. Okay, uh, well, it started like four years ago, and um, here's the full story. But four years ago, I was I was in for a routine checkup. And the doctor was like, okay, we need to get you to, to, to do all the checkup and everything. And after I did all kinds of tests, except the, the, the pregnancy. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I woke up like eight years later and the doctor had like his arm stretched in front of me with his fingers, like in front of my eyes. I was like, what is he trying to do? High five me or what is this? Is it like a medical thing? And he goes like, you have five months to live. Like, what? So this is when all started. Uh, I decided to, to, to take the chance. I decided to uh, turn my whole life around. Uh, I thought that, okay, if I survive this, I'm going to take the surgery. If I survive this, this experience, I'm going to change everything in my life. I'm going to take everything I learned in my life and I need to put it in good use. And what I learned in my life and what I've been practicing for the last 20 years is, is business consulting and uh, like professional consulting and working for, for multinational consultants. And at a certain point, my own business, go my own, my own business, starting my own, my own business a couple of times from, from ground up to a digit. So anyways, uh, I survived the surgery and a couple of years later, I fully recovered. I'm still recovering until now. Congratulations, mate. Thank you. And this, this, this whole experience like shook me and, and uh, got me to think because that moment when I was lying on the operating table, all I could think of and, and, and really think of is uh, the times I couldn't hear my kids laugh the time I couldn't hear my wife talk to me, even, even my pets meowing and, and barking. <laughs> and, and it wasn't the time where I could sign a new deal or pitch or, or do whatever I was, I was doing. And this is when I thought, okay, I've been working like 16 hours a day for the last 20 years. And what did I get out of this? I've been planning for that moment, actually, for, for that experience. And funny enough, this is when, when you remember uh, your God. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm a believer, but you get to, to, to forget all of these things when you're on fame and on top of the mountain and, and, and your career is like in pretty good shape. And this is where I thought, okay, uh, if I survive this, I'm going to change it. And this is why I decided to become a coach. And the main reason is I need to coach top executives how to maintain balance without compromising uh, their career. Because I know what, what it feels like being successful and you don't want to compromise your career, you don't want to compromise the success and everything, and you keep on postponing, saying, okay, next year I'm going to see my family, <laughs> next year I'm going to take the trip, next year I'm going to renew my vows, but then next year never comes. And all of a sudden you're lying this on the table, here on the table, just like happened, what happened to me. So uh, basically, this was the drive for me to, 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 to do the shift from a uh, marketeer consultant uh, in the Middle East, where I used to work in Dubai and Saudi Arabia and Lebanon. And, and I had like offices for my company in, in, in Delhi, Beirut, Dubai, Bahrain, Saudi Arabia. And then I let go of everything. I just let it go and 
came over to the States to join, to join my family who they live in Ohio. And I started my new, my new business. And before that, I, I never believed in coaching. It's like coaching, seriously? And now I fully believe in coaching. And believe me, it's, it's very hard to convince a top executive or a CEO that he needs coaching because there's some pride involved here. But once they start the coaching and they see the result, they're like, oh, wow, okay, we need this. <laughs> um, Matt, for, just so we can set some context, uh, firstly, I, f- through my, my research, I, I didn't find that part of your story. So I've, uh, one, thanks for sharing it. Uh, and I can imagine that that had a significant impact on, on you and how you think about business. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for me, I didn't have such an uh, such an experience, but I think the the one similarity is I w- I had that same postponing. When you said the word postponing, I wrote it down because that was in my nature. It was I'll take the family trip or uh, I'll spend more time with my kids in a couple of years once I've got the business to a level that I'm happy with. And I realized after a few years that you're never happy; you just keep pushing it back. Mm-hmm. But I think one thing that I have experienced because I sort of see it like I lapse occasionally. So I, I get coached, but I lapse. So um, I've probably used the analogy on another podcast, but imagine like driving down the motorway and all of a sudden there's a police car behind you. You're doing a hundred miles an hour. So you're speeding police car comes on and the blue flashing lights and you all of a sudden slow down because you think, ah, I'm going to get arrested. And then the car doesn't, pull you over it's there for someone else and you tell yourself okay why am i speeding there's no point speeding drive safely look after yourself Mm -hmm. but then two or three four five miles down the road you naturally start speeding again and you forget that lesson i guess it's a long-winded way of me asking after that life event happened how did you change your habits and your 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 thinking to stick to what you have just learned which is focus on the stuff that really matters because i think that's probably a, a huge challenge for everyone listening. Uh, we're all small business owners. Right now, it's build the business, grow, 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 worry about everything else later. How do you help someone change that mental shift and not just change it, but stick to it? Because I think that's where it gets really challenging. Actually, to answer your first question, um, I, I, wasn't, I was reluctant for quite some time to share my story, and I kept it very private. Until one day I was just telling the story in front of, of some friends and some other people and uh, they got inspired and someone told me you should tell your story because it inspires people. And this is why I didn't make it uh, public, but I'm sharing it on my podcast. I'm sharing it on my stages when I talk in corporate events or on stages. Uh, for for the first for the first year maybe of after I did the switch after I, I I shifted for the first year I was struggling because I mean going for for twenty plus years being a consultant and being successful at what, what I do and all my friends are within the same business and all of a sudden I shift first of all my friends would look at me they were like seriously you got lazy now you want to be a coach because apparently this is how it's perceived. Uh, then one day I was, I was in Texas, I was speaking in one of the, of the, of the conventions in Texas and I was discussing with one of my mentors and I was telling him, it's, it's so hard on me. He was like, why? I said, 
I'm leaving everything behind after 20 years and I'm just shifting to something new. And he was like, no, you're not. You're carrying everything with you, the whole experience you have, and now you're putting it to good, to good use. And this is when it struck me. I was like, yes, this is how I should see it. Uh, because I was still doing some consultancy job and I was like, okay, I'm going to do half-half because, you know, humans usually, they, they, they get to stay in their comfort zone. And I see this a lot in my coaching when I coach the top executives and, and, and the people and my clients. Uh, they love their comfort zone. Everyone loves the comfort zone. Everyone loves sit in the comfort zone. And it's the human way of, of, of uh, raising the shield, saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to stay in my comfort zone. And one of my coaching methods is, do not sit in your comfort zone, just drag your comfort zone with you and move along. And you don't have, like everyone says, just get out of your comfort zone. No, you don't have to get out of your, of your comfort zone. Just drag it with you and keep moving. And this is what I did. I just dragged my comfort zone, which is consultancy, which is pitching, which is talking and, and, and coaching people. But this time I'm doing it differently. I'm doing it as... I'm, I'm coaching my, my, who used to be my peers and my colleagues. I'm, I'm, I'm coaching them to tell them how, how they can avoid uh, what happened to me, uh, how, the, how they can uh, maintain the balance or restore the balance to their life in, in all aspects like personal, health, and business-wise without compromising. Because the first fear when you talk to anyone is, I don't want to compromise my career. I'm doing great now. I'm, I'm having a promotion soon or I'm on a board and I don't want to compromise this. And my family can wait or my health can wait or any, everything else can wait. It's okay, a couple of years and I'm still young. And these, these are all kinds of excuses I've heard. And what I tell everyone, you're not going to compromise anything and we start working like baby steps towards it and you start getting referrals. And I'm like, why did I wait until now to do it? <laughs> Just out of curiosity, so what's the light bulb moment that happens within your clients that, that helps them go, actually, this is a positive shift and I'm not seeing compromise? Because it's that word compromise that, that I think is the big sticking point, regardless of, of the, the reasons they tell you, what they're really saying is, there's something in my life that I think is more important to me until they have the moment that you had, which was you've got five months to live. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's the kids laughing. It's the walking through the door and your dog jumping up. It's those moments that I, that for me, when you said it, I was like, well, yeah, like for, for me, I, I put my boy in his little tent last night and that was, that made my day. That made my week. Like mm-hmm. how do you help someone see that when they, when they think something else is more important? Like, it feels like it's a conscious and subconscious thing. How do you take someone on that journey? It's, it's, a, it's a good question, man. It's a, it's a tough one, honestly. Because f- first of all, you got to work on the fear. And uh, this is why I, I tell my story first. And uh, I mean, the first thing I, I, I say, why are you working? I mean, are you working to, to just, uh, I, I don't know, be successful or to pass it to someone? So first of all, it's the fear factor. And second of all is the fact that, and I know this because I was there, the fact that uh, no one has the time to organize their schedule. And when you got someone really who knows what he's doing, who's been in your shoes and he knows what it feels like to be successful, to be there and now, uh, 
you're offering this guy like like offering this guy the the whole deal like you can still be there but now you can have you can have a good relation you can be healthy and everything else and we do it basically by organizing the whole schedule and by 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 changing the habit the main uh thing is is the habit change so i work on changing the habits and doing it like a small thing at a time so i start with uh, like free stuff, like tips. Let's start on tips. Let's, let's let's work some some tips, and then if you don't see it happening, then let's go out and, and party and do something else. And everyone is just willing to try something new as long as it's not too complicated and it doesn't require much work. Because these people they're already busy and they have their hands full, so you, you cannot ask them to do anything. Uh, you you gotta just give them the solution and tell them. Do this little thing, and you will find the, you'll find big stuff. And then you have to work with the whole family. You have to work with with the wife sometimes, or with the friends. And it's 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 not an easy job, but it's 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 worth it, and it pays. <laughs> <laughs> the um the, the thing you just said there resonates with me. When I when I first went to my coach, I was always, and I I used air quotes here, I was always too busy, but you're never too busy. It's all about how you prioritize stuff. And he asked me that question. He's like, why do you work? And you sort of tell yourself a narrative is like, you want to, I told myself I want to work because I want to, I want to make an impact and feel successful. And then he asked me the harder questions of like, what does success look like? And we kind of got to the root cause for me, which was I'm trying to buy time. I want to spend more time with my family. And he said, well, why don't you just do that then? And I was like, what do you mean? He said, what's the most important thing for you right now? I said, I'd love to be able to read to my kids every night or at least put them to bed. And he was like, well, put it into your calendar and do it. And it was the first little steps of me organizing my life, my calendar about what matters that then I guess made me trust him as a coach more mm-hmm. because I started to actually learn uh, the, th- the things that really mattered to me. Um, wh- one thing that I've, I've made a note of, and it, it, came, it came through when uh, your sort of information pack came through was, um, and I think you may have covered it. Do you know when you said you move your comfort zone with you? I have a note to make sure that I ask you, what does the word move mean to you? Is that what you're referring to? Or is it something different? No, it is. It is what I'm referring to. It's uh, my whole process, my whole coaching process goes around the word move. And the move is you got to keep moving. So uh, it's, it's, it's a big process, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to go re- really quick. So moving is, if, if you stand still, the whole world is moving. So it, it looks like you're going backwards. So this is why you got to keep moving. Now, the, the, the most important thing why people do not move is when they feel danger or scared or anything that takes, take them out of their comfort zone. And through the process I, 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 I go, I teach, uh, or I, I, I practice with my clients, I allow them to move their comfort zone w- with them. And before I do it with my clients, I did it with myself because I was struggling for the first year being a coach. I was, I was certified and, 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 and all, but I was, I was really struggling because my comfort zone wasn't here. My comfort zone was somewhere else. And once I realized this and I moved my comfort zone with me, I, I, but like, I you know, like pra- practically, like how does mm. that, how does that work? Like it, I, I get it in principle in terms of, um, you need to keep evolving and, and move mm. your sphere of comfort with you. But like, have you got any tactics that even the audience today can start to think about 
of how to move their comfort zone with them? Well, the, the first thing is let's, 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 uh, let's know the why underneath the why. So like you said, everyone has a why, but everyone has a different why. So for example, why do you work? Everyone, like I'm going to answer this for myself. I work because I'll make a good impact. No, but really why? I want to change the world. No, but really why? And when you keep digging on the why, you find the root. And when you find the root, this is when you start changing the thing and when you start seeing the real picture. Because I'll tell you quickly, I started working hard and, and doing all of this because of my childhood programming. Because when I was born in Lebanon in the war, we used to hide in shelters and I don't like this, this, this whole life. And I want something different for my kids. I want something different for myself before my kids and then for my kids. And, but then when I started getting uh, really good at what I do and successful, it's all about being successful and it's all about this, this, this pride and, and, and this whole thing. So when you uncover this and just like you said, I mean, when you uncover this and, and, and you start working with it and giving, giving the client like small tips on what to do, like, okay, I'm not asking you to do a lot of things. Just kiss your kid goodnight or just read him a bedtime story. And when you start working in these things or just make it, make it the thing to take your wife once a week out, that's it. Uh, or it could be as simple as when you wake up, drink some water. And when you start doing this, it's, uh, it's changing the whole lifestyle. So practically the move is changing the whole lifestyle, but doing it like uh, small steps. And, and working towards the real why, because everyone has a different why than, 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 than the different than everyone else. On, on that note, um, I, I agree with what you just said as well. I think, I think the digging of the keep asking why you do eventually get to the root. Um, in, in your opinion, do you think everyone is coachable or do you feel like some clients you have to say no to? Have you got any, ex- and this is a selfish question for me as I sort of enter um, my journey of my, my goal, by the way, uh, Matt is, um, I'm, I'm 30 years old now. By the time that I'm 40, I would like to be an investor and a coach. Um, so I've sort of got that as a 10 year horizon after I, um, have a couple of air quote successful businesses under my belt for an experience. Do you find that some of the clients that maybe have been referred on to you are all coachable in some degree, maybe on a different level, or do you sometimes have to say no to people eventually? Like, What's your process of onboarding like? I think is the question I'm trying to ask. I think, I mean, as, as a coach, uh, I think everyone, everyone is coachable. But having said this, I still say no to people because although some, everyone is coachable, but you might not be the right fit to coach them or they might not be the right fit as, as clients. I mean, I said no to a lot of clients and some clients said no to me. It doesn't mean that those people are not coachable. Everyone has the right to be, to be coached and everyone should be coachable. But uh, honestly, I cannot coach everyone because some people you just cannot con- connect to or some people you just don't synchronize together. Uh, and uh, s- somewhere you're going to manage your effort. 
And if I see that I'm putting too much effort into someone and there is no result coming out of it, mm-hmm. then I'd rather, I'd rather put this effort somewhere else because this someone will have a better coach somewhere else waiting for him. Yeah, that, that makes sense. As in, you want to naturally, as a coach, want to see results. And if you can apply your energy somewhere where you're going to make a more positive impact, you, you'd go there. Um, one thing that um, I've, I've tried to share on the podcast in the past, but I'd love your insight on it, is if someone listening to this today, um, they've heard me talk about coaching and the positive impact it's made on me as a CEO and the fact that I want to look at it as a career path in the future. Um, let's just say there's a, a business owner listening to this that is now interested in coaching. What advice, if you were sat around the table having, having a drink, having a coffee, saying, and someone comes to you and says, Matt, like, I don't want you to be my coach. We're really good friends, but I'm going to go and see uh, if I can find a good coach for me. Like, what advice do you give that person about finding the right coach for them? Oh, that's a tough one. I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't really look, I mean, yeah, you look for a coach, but through, through my experience so far, when you sit with your client, it's either you connect the first second or you don't because uh, if a coach will, will, will keep on trying hard, then the client is uncomfortable. And it's, if the client is not in the right mindset to be coached, then the coach will be trying too hard. And at a certain point, it's, it's, there's no point. I mean, I, 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 I had a couple of uh, experiences with some friends. I, ha- I have a good friend who's a, a pretty successful CEO himself, an entrepreneur. And I've been trying to coach him for two years now. And every time we started the coaching, he quits after a couple of weeks. <laughs> so uh, now I just learned that he hired another coach and he's doing great. Uh, I guess uh, he felt that he needs a coach and uh, he met the other coach in, in, in one of the meetings and he was coaching one of his friends and they connected. And that's why I said, sometimes you're not the right fit for, 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 for someone. So I guess the, the takeaway that I'm getting from that is it sort of feels like dating. So it's sort of like when you know, you know, because I guess one thing that happened with me from my, I was against coaching, as I mentioned. And then when I sat down with, um, with my coach, Gav, um, within about 15 minutes, I found myself being extremely transparent and open and receptive to coaching, even though I wasn't when I walked through the door. Uh, so I guess it's go and speak to coaches. And it sounds like from the way that you're speaking about it is if you've got a network, try and get referred on to someone from someone that you know, because that worked, that worked for me. Um, yeah. And, and, and you would know the, in, in the first couple of questions, it's, it's really the coach is, is really about asking the right questions. And once he asks these couple of first questions, it's either you're happy with him or you're not. It's, it's just like, I mean, I know it's like a, a, a doctor. Sometimes he's, a, he's an amazing, brilliant doctor, but you're just not happy with his method mm-hmm. because it's, not, it's, it's the, the chemistry. And for the coach is asking the right questions. What, one thing that I want to just, uh, I guess, move slightly across to is the difference between an executive coach and a life coach. And um, when someone's listening to this and they think, I want to improve in this area, like, could you just share with me what you consider the differences for those two types of coaching? It's, it's really the niche you choose. I mean, uh, 
as executive coach, you tend to work with top executives, with business people, with entrepreneurs, and the methods are a bit different. The approach is different. In what uh, way? Uh, first of all, you got to understand the whole business set. You got you got to be there. You got to understand the whole the whole business thing and. Uh, talk business with those people because uh, CEOs, entrepreneurs, uh, top executives, they like someone who can speak the language or can speak mm -hmm. the business language first so that they could trust him. So even if, if you're in a bar, uh, sitting in a bar having a drink, you have to talk as if you're in a meeting room <laughs> with them. Uh, as I mean, I, that, that's, and it's, it's a little bit combining life and health and relation and business I mean, you gotta be you gotta be credible somewhere. This is this is the main difference for me. I mean, when I decided to be an executive uh, coach, I'm 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 a certified life and health, but my niche dictated this because I wanted to talk to people I connect to. I I want to to speak their language and I want to be credible when I talk to them. And these are the people I connect to. Yeah, that makes sense. Um quick question for me is who coaches you Matt do you have a coach consider this is your profession um do you still get coached if so who by uh not not specifics but like what do you go to them for today um talk to me about like are you still getting coached I do I have a couple of coaches uh why just out of curiosity you, you say a couple of coaches um is that, because, <laughs> is that because they do different specifically different things for you that's right uh, could could you elaborate a little bit of like what that is in terms of is it like professional, personal, life? Like how do you think about your two coaches or three coaches that you have now? Uh, one of them is is uh, a health coach, mm -hmm. and the other one is more of business and life coach. Nice. Um, I'm a, I'm a a big. Uh, as you can probably tell from just uh, the comments I've already made, I'm a, I'm a big believer in the impact that coaching can have. Um, if someone's listened to this right now, as, sort of, as we sort of like draw this to a close, what's the key things you want to leave people with um, in terms of one, how to improve themselves? Maybe, so maybe if you've got some little wins for people to take away with right now, and if they are thinking about getting a coach, what's the first steps they should take? First of all, I um, need to say it's, 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 it's not a shame or it's not a bad thing having a coach because I'm, although, uh, I mean, I, I meet a lot of people and, and even myself, I used to think that, no, I don't need coaching. And I think people need to put their pride away and their ego away and just admit that they need coaching. Everyone needs coaching. Even coaches, they need coaching. So this is the most important thing, admitting this. And once you acknowledge the fact that you need coaching and when you get coached, you're going to be a better person, it's the most selfless act you do. Because when you take care of yourself, when you love yourself, it's selfless. It's not selfish because it allows you to provide more to people you love around you. And that's and, a great way of thinking about it. I absolutely love that. I mean, this is how I connect usually with my clients. I mean... I'm, by loving yourself, you're not selfish. Um, and when you acknowledge this thing, uh, and when you let someone help you, and it's really strength to ask for help. It's, it's not a weakness. When you, when you do that, uh, this is halfway there. The second is just finding the coach. 
yeah there's that whole when you when you mentioned that that resonated with me because i think one of my concerns was i'm a ceo i should know what i'm doing and because my i have a very transparent life with my family and my team uh, my team see my calendar uh, and i didn't want them to see that i was going to a coach uh, because i like but my fear, my internal fear, and it wasn't justified at all, was my team are going to see me learning as I go, but they think I already know it. So it was, um, am I sort of becoming vulnerable to the team? Um, and I'm not entirely sure why I had that in my head. I, I, I guess, is that a common thing? Uh, or is, is. What, mm. what, but why do we do that? Is it, I guess it's the, is it the pride and ego thing kicking in again? It, it is. It's, it's, it's the professional, I call it the professional ego. It's, it's the professional ego. It's like, I need to be a role model for my team. I need to be the mentor they think of. I need to be the one I, I think of myself. <laughs> so yeah, it is definitely. And once someone overcomes this, it's, it's easy. And honestly, coaching, I mean, now I have, uh, I work with many clients and we have some scaling um, in the coaching and they, they just love it. I mean, we have taken coaching to another level whereby uh, I arrange for my clients to meet each other once every quarter in, in somewhere, like usually it's a mansion or somewhere and they get like three, four days uh, of, of spa and, and spoiling. But at the same time, they're learning stuff that uh, usually they don't learn in their normal life. Like someone, how to how to stare to a camera, how to speak in front of a camera, or how to talk to someone else, or how to pitch, or all of these things. And at the same time, meeting each other and maybe doing some business together because you get them to connect. And once they see that coaching is not only about therapy, because it's not, it's it's much more than that. And when they see that it's part of business as well, and it, it allows them to grow their business, their life, their family, and everyone is happy, then it's, it's like the perfect scenario. I can imagine that being quite impactful, actually, when you get your clients together, because uh, you know you're going somewhere and surrounding yourself with people that are on a similar journey. They're all on a self-improvement and growth journey. And I, mm -hmm. guess they, I guess those people are able to get on and build relationships fairly quickly because they have you as like a common ground. I really, I'm probably going to steal that idea, Matt, for when I eventually get into coaching. So I think that's an absolutely brilliant idea. Um, Matt, I, I, I could selfishly talk to you probably for hours because you're all much further down a journey that I plan to start in a few years. Um, so... I'm 100%. One of the, the selfish things about this show for me is staying in contact with people that um, I think can uh, add value or I can learn from. So definitely going to be staying in contact with you and just trying to uh, get some advice along my journey. But for people listening right now, if they're listening to you and they go, actually, I, I quite like what you're speaking about. Where's the best place that they can go to to learn more about yourself and the business that you run? I have my website. They can they can go on my website. I have all my contacts on my website. I have they can schedule a free session with me. Um, now now with the with everything happening, I believe that everyone has to give back their community, and I'm giving back a lot through free sessions, through uh, tests and and quizzes and all of these things. So my website will be Matthew Corburn. That's K O R B A N dot com, and everything is there. Perfect stuff. Uh, guys, um, I, I highly recommend if this is interesting to you and you've enjoyed this conversation uh, as much as I have, um, especially with Matt giving back right now in terms of the state of what's going on in the world, head over to Matt's website, book in that session. Uh, and 
when you do, not if you do, when you do, please email me, um, adam at nbs.fm. I'd love to hear how you got on. Matt, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's been a really pleasure. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm.